Hello, and welcome to Franchise Me. I'm Andrew. And I'm Ryan. And I'm Matt, again. Yeah, and this is the show where three friends go on a journey to find the ultimate movie franchise. Each week, we will talk about a film or films in a series, breaking them down to see if they're truly worthy of being in a franchise. As we finish different series, we will compare and rank them among each other in order to find out which one is truly the best. This week, macaroni and cheese. I wrong, love macaroni and movies. cheese. No, wrong what? movie. Oh, wait, that's the third movie. <laughs> right. Man, I really want to talk about part three. Really, really bad. Really, really bad. Yeah, do it yeah I, I just really want to talk about three. Okay, uh, the second movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll just keep going. Okay, no, 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 because no, I want to do the third movie. No, we're leave this, this all in. It's all we're good. Going to this, is fun. this is fun. Okay, the, the second movie. Here's here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say about the second movie. Uh, I guess Miyagi's dead wife and kid doesn't matter anymore. It's the Karate Kid Part Two. Here we go. This is chaos, baby. I love it. Ryan, what's up, buddy? Matt, how are you? Great. I'm good. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing, doing so well, man. How are we doing, my my friends? Wonderful. I'm I'm really great. I'm high energy. Are you guys ready? Uh, we're here. We're talking about Karate Kid Part Two. Part Two, not Part Three. Not Part Three. Yeah. No, no, no. Two. I just want to really talk about macaroni and cheese, but no. we'll talk about that. You'll have a time. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week. We can talk about a uh, fish, I guess. Fishing and American <laughs> dance oh. clubs. Saki. Saki, yeah. yeah. Saki. Um, farming. Farming. Yes. Uh, don't play with giant uh, like construction hooks. Like Don't throw oh, that yeah, at yeah, people. Yeah. That's pretty yes. dangerous. Sato's a pimp. Sato's a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> Sato's a pimp. That's cool. Did Daniel possibly lose his virginity to Kumiko? No. No? I, no? Really? I, think, I, said, I think it's implied that it's um, Judy from uh, Jersey. I think it's implied in... Um, Cobra Kai? In Cobra Kai. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't okay. have sex, did they? No, but it, you, they could have off camera. No. Well, Miyagi's in the house banging the ant. Wow. No. <laughs> oh, Lord. So Miyagi f***s. Yeah. But we're not sure about Daniel. Yeah, we're not sure. I hey. thought I thought maybe, but okay. In um, Cobra Kai, he says something like, I met and fell in love with this girl, and they make, they make you think he's talking about Allie, and he says, sure. and her name was Judy. Right. And then... Maybe he did. And then he's knows. like, yeah. and then I met Allie, and then I met this girl, and then I met that girl. And Look, it's, like, a, it's not ultimately important, but I, I just, whenever I watch this movie, there's some real tension there. It's some well, real I was going to say, right? you said that uh, Allie was like the best love interest, but actually... I think it's Kumiko. I think it might be Kumiko. Like, it might be Kumiko. They have the most... There's like, some real, like, I, I mean, that tea the scene. Most chemistry. That yeah. tea scene is scorching the hot. The tea scene is good. But like, I and it's not the tea that's scorching. I'll tell I you that. I don't care for some of the other stuff, but we can talk I about really, that. I really, I thought I thought they had a, a budding relationship. Yeah, I did, too. I, mean, no. I did, too. No. I did, too. I thought they forced it a little bit. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. It I felt don't. pretty natural. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That tea scene, man. I drink that tea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um... And yeah, obviously there's the a little bit of the elephant in the room, right? Of sure. uh, Miyagi Swift. They don't exist. They're gone. Who cares about them, right? The crux of his character in the Literally first movie. The whole, the most important scene in the first movie is thrown out the window, and Miyagi never even talks about this woman again or his kid. He just like tosses mm-hmm. out the window. He's like, he's like, oh, I fell in love back in Okinawa with this woman, and then, you know, dead wife and kid, whatever. But like, I had. Well, here's the thing, like, because it's a chance to, like, really talk about something interesting because, obviously, like, there, I I do believe, like, you can, based off a situation, you know, be in love with more than, or fall in love with more than one person in your life, obviously, like, whether it's a break, whether it's a breakup or it's a passing, like, 
it is possible to, you know, like, that he could have loved this woman and then also loved his wife. But it would have benefited if he would have mentioned the wife at least once. Yeah. When he was in Okinawa. It's not like, even mentioned. Like, oh, you know, I left, you know, to Okinawa and I fell in love again. And we had a life. But I always thought about you. The crazy, you know, all they had to do was that. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. Just a little tweak to, I fell in love again. Yeah. Again, would have just changed everything. And they were just like, nah, she doesn't exist. Yeah. Like, everything that's yeah. important about Miyagi's character, we're going to throw it out the window. And it's always been this woman back in Okinawa. And she's just waited? Yeah. F- that long? Yep. Come on. She's a virgin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> Miyagi was not flying across the international date line just to say goodbye to his dying father. Dude wanted to get some. (laughs) He made the flight. He made the flight. (laughs) He made the flight. Yeah, he made the flight. Um, He wanted that bat poon. Oh, Jesus. This is getting off the rails. Okay, let's. Uh... Wait, well, but no, but that that is my obviously that is my biggest complaint about sure. this movie. Sure. Um, and, and and I think the movie I think the movie's underrated. Like we mentioned, I think the movie's I think the movie's overlooked. To be honest with you, I don't think people even like they don't talk about the second one. Like no. I think the first one was such a pop culture hit, an important time in pop culture that like people were doing karate. The first one's and the iconic. Kick. The yeah. first one's iconic, and the third one's so bad. Yeah, that like people talk about the third one and the fourth one is oh that's the one with the girl right that like the second one gets overlooked people don't, yeah. don't talk about the second one right, right? Like, I actually think this is a pretty solid movie I really do oh, I yeah. think it's a pretty solid movie and I think it's a pretty um, it's pretty emotional it's, it's emotionally emotional heavy it's, it's I I actually do think this is like a worthy sequel to the first movie oh, yeah. in its own way it's a step down for sure it's not anywhere near it's as not iconic as tight. it's, not, it's as tight. not as tight it's not anywhere near as iconic as the first one they there are some like Matt said I, I I think in different aspects I don't think with Kumiko but I think there's some forced aspects in the movie that are a little off and again the exclusion of the of the wife and kid is like mind boggling to me but everything else but like I think it's a good sequel overall i really do yeah. i think it's pretty worthy I th- i'm like it's it's good it's good but i get why people forget it as well does that make sense yeah no I do. because there's not really i don't know there's not really there's like, only one aspect of this movie that like has lasted through pop culture yeah do you know what it is what is it tell us it's a song Oh, oh yeah. yeah, the song. Yeah, the song is the only thing that's lasted. You're right. because But that's the other problem. It isn't really like the story. Glory I love. Well, here, here's what I think it is. This is why I don't think this is as popular. I think this isn't as popular because I don't think this is a Daniel LaRusso story. I think this is a Miyagi story. Yeah. And I think the reason the first movie works so well is because it's a Daniel story. And a lot of people could see themselves in Daniel and relate to what he was going through, especially teens of that time and young adults. Yeah. This movie kind of, like, Daniel's in it, and he has his side story, but this is very Miyagi-heavy. Well, and I think people were struggling with this more, because they're like, oh, it's kind of exploring Miyagi's background more than Daniel this time. I and would, I think maybe that was... Uh, I would argue that it, the, that the first movie, much like Miyagi's Lessons, is, a, is about balance. Yeah. And that it is, I think it's actually as much about Daniel as it is about Miyagi in the first sure. one. And that you can look at, when you're younger... You can relate to Daniel, but when you're older, you can relate to Miyagi, and you can kind of look at each other's perspectives through that angle, sure. so that you you are kind of crafting that relationship with, that they have with each other, you know, with these characters as as a viewer. And I think in the second one, it's not equal. It is very much Miyagi heavy. He has the emotional 
arc, and Daniel was just there by association. Right. All of his challenges and things, you know, his what's his problem? It's with Chosen, but it's only with Chosen because he's associated with Miyagi. Yeah. Right? Like, there's no actual... The honor. Yeah. yeah. Like, Miyagi has a problem with Cobra Kai because it... They, it, you know, they don't, they don't have that honor. They don't have, they don't, they're not honoring karate. They're it's, not. It's dishonorable. It's dishonorable, mm-hmm. and 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 the way that Kreese is teaching and all, he's not just doing this to help Daniel stop his bullying, but he's right. also doing this because karate is being tarnished. Yes, and this method is being, you know, bad teacher or everything like that. Right, right. But in this one, it's well, chosen's only. Yeah, they they have the line, they have the little storyline that he accidentally reveals that chosen's. Grifting yeah. the entire yeah, you know, yeah. village or yeah, whatever yeah. to make him like, oh, you you've dishonored me, but it's like, yeah, you really just you were all you were at him before, like, right? You yeah. know, you're not any more mad, right, about it. Well, let me, I, Matt, what do you think of this movie? Because I want you to chime in here. I really like it. Uh, I thought it was really solid, really underrated. Uh-huh. Like I forgot how much I liked it. Uh, I thought it was very well written. Sure. Some of the things that they did. Um, were clever in how they built the story pretty uh-huh. good. I think people just don't talk about it because, and I don't think it was as popular because it's not as relatable as the first movie. Mm-hmm. Where, right. You know, everybody went to high school. Everybody, a lot of people had a bully love interest in high school, right? Like, yeah. you know, it, it's more relatable. Whereas the second movie, unless you're a fisherman or an Okinawan farmer or, you know, you like to go to Asia, yeah, then right. you probably don't have Or Hawaii. Much, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, where they filmed it. You probably don't have much to relate to on this one. So. Yeah. Um, but I really liked it. I thought it was good. I thought all the characters were good. I thought it was a good story. Not as good as the first story, but... Right, right. It was still good. No, but you make you make a lot of sense about the connecting with, like, the bully thing, and everybody wants to stand up to their bully, because it's kind of makes me think of... Um, you know, as we do on the show a lot, we reference, reference re- wrestling for some reason. It makes me think a lot of the Stone Cold thing and why Stone Cold Steve Austin was so popular because his yeah. rival was his boss. Yeah. And what oh, yeah. what average guy, you know, or woman even, you know, watching the show at home didn't want to stun their boss. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You when know, you see like, Stone Cold stun Vince McMahon, it is, I think, the first time it ever happens, it's probably one of the most, like, important moments in his career because it's now establishing this guy yeah. is anti-establishment and he's going to go against his boss and it's kind of wild but like um i don't know i i think i i just i feel like this movie as much as part two is overlooked i wish it wasn't as overlooked i wish people went back to this one i think i think cobra kai is from what i understand has done a yeah. really good job of kind of but even even movie. with that two's Probably gets the least amount of love than of well besides the next which is so fascinating to me because I'm like it's I think it's I think it's a really good movie and I'm like this is better than people remember it it is a little I think it's slower to me like I I kind of felt the length of this movie a little bit more but I I didn't by any means walk out of it feeling like oh I'm just so well I'm so worn out from watching this like it's 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 a perfectly fine movie I think it's better performances by definitely Machio but I think I think um, Maria's on par oh for sure himself in the first movie because that scene when after his father dies and they're on the like the beach together like staring off like that's 
That's so well done. It's like, really well done. It's a beautiful shot, and just, you know, Machio delivering those lines and just watching Morita, like, tear up, it's really well done. You're right. Yeah. It's very, very well done. Um, but I wish he... he I, I guess I wish, I had, like, Morita had more moments like that in this movie because it's so Miyagi-heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like it kind of shies away from that more this time, and I, I'm, I'm like, I kind of well, wish again, he got, I, like, another good scene like that. I could think... Like, I don't I don't think like they the could, first movie. I don't think they could balance... They couldn't... Balance they was couldn't off. balance it. The balance because, was yeah, off. because yeah. they they wanted to be about Miyagi, but Daniel's the lead character, so it's like we have to give him moments. And again, he has the showdown <laughs> at the end and stuff. And it's, it's like it's literally yeah. called the Karate Kid. Yeah, it has not to be about the Miyagi. It, it kid. can't yeah. be a Miyagi fighting chosen the Karate old guy. Yeah, right? <laughs> Why not? It's like, well, I think the problem with that too is that like you can't really have Miyagi fighting chosen because Miyagi always wins. Well, that's the thing. Like yeah. he he's always he always wins and. Um, Definitely something that I've noticed a lot in this movie that kind of just was very entertaining to me and very 80s was like whenever there was like trouble, either like like Miyagi and Sato were never far away and they would just show up and walk in. Like they both just happened yeah. to when show up at the, at the bar. bar. Yeah. Like they both walk in. Yeah. Well, he chose well, they causes that up. He's like, we're betting on the money. No, they do. They oh, say Miyagi's around the corner. Maybe we'll see him. Oh, that shop that he's at is around the corner and then, they, and then he says, call my uncle. So they do set it up. I don't but know. It's, it's, they show up pretty quick. <laughs> they get there pretty quick. It's like they're, I, I don't know. Did but, anybody um, else notice too that every time something dramatic happens, there's a big music cue? Like, yes. Especially in this movie. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they go really Yeah, when they, they show up to the, to the garage, the empty garage. Yeah. In the beginning of the movie, when they're first going to Okinawa. In the second, you're like, oh, I wonder if something's ominous happening because the music's I get going. it now. <laughs> <laughs> Something bad is going to happen. But they do that, oh, like 15 times. Yeah, they want to eat tuba this time. I don't know. I thought he was less rocking. I, he I, was less he rocky. He was a lot less he rocky. Turns, he really turns down the Jersey accent this time. Yeah. Well, you know what it is? They play with it, and I guess we can talk about this with Dumaccio, but I'll throw this out here. Sure. They play with it that he tries that shtick, but it doesn't work because nobody understands like English as well. Right. So he like he try, like, he throws out like the remarks to Kumiko, and she's like, I don't, I don't like, understand. What are you talking about? I didn't like, like so that he has part to like either. drop... He has to drop like the shtick. Yeah. Why, why do we have to make fun of people for not knowing English? I don't think they're making it's fun of them. Not their native fucking language. I didn't think. Like, I, I didn't feel like they were making I fun of them. Like I don't it think was it was a little. I don't think it was making fun. I think it was. It was. I think it was I showing that he was out of. He was out. He was the fish out of water because yeah. he shows yeah. up in Japan with his Jersey accent and, and trying like, to he's do like, that. He's like, oh wait, what's up, man? And she's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> like I we're out on the road. We're on the road. Yeah. I didn't. I did not. Think I, that I, I thought that was kind of stupid. Look, I know one part of America that loves Kumiko. <laughs> uh, look, I didn't. I didn't hate that because it felt like he's the fish out of water, and it wasn't. Yeah. I don't think it was making fun of Kumiko that she couldn't speak English well, even though she speaks pretty good English. Well, yeah. Understanding but, like, like phrases, yeah, and, yeah. But like, yeah, I think yeah, it was, I think it was American phrases that was like. She's like, I don't know what that means because mm. we're from different countries. Yeah. And then you're right. He has to kind of drop this whole, like, uh, shtick he's doing in this kind of, uh, I guess it's ladies, ladies It, it, it ladies is the Rocky thing. shtick. It's the Rocky shtick. And but he, 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 he always seems yeah. like he's flirting. Like, he's kind of like the ladies man type deal. And he kind of has to drop that and actually, like, be vulnerable in this movie, which I think really works. Um, yeah. Like that tea scene. I think that's probably the most vulnerable we see yeah. Daniel LaRusso through these movies. Well, him and when he's fighting for his life. Yeah, when he's fighting for his life. That's <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I don't know. I, I, uh, it's a good movie. It's yeah. a good movie. You want to? Let's jump into it. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're talking about the Karate Kid Part Two. Part Dos. Um, some would say fully I do. Some would say. <laughs> some would say. Uh, release date June twentieth, nineteen eighty six. Yeah, summer money. Two years later. Yeah, two years later. That's interesting. Um, but according to this movie, six months later. Six months later. Um, <laughs> do you th- do you think Machio still kind of looks? I think he looks enough. I yeah. think I think oh, he yeah. looks enough. He's, he's yeah. sprouted. He's sprouted. Oh, he's taller. He's, he's much taller. taller. He's taller. Um, I can't wait for next week because he looks like shit. Next week, like oh my god, like part three, it's really bad. But this uh, one, <laughs> this one, he looked fine. Yeah, this one, he kind of still looks the part. It, it's just the tallness. Like he looks taller clearly, yeah. but like I think the like he still kind of has like that scrawny. The thing. problem is that you know this is more for next week too. But like both of these movies, two and three, open with flashbacks to the first. It one. It does not help. So it's like yes. you're, you're watching literally have... like Kid Machio from the first movie from 1984. And Karate Kid 3 is, what, 89? 89. And, like, then they cut to Machio in 89, and he's, like, clearly has some weight on him. <laughs> like, the, that waist size has gone up a little bit. The face is a little bit blown Dude's out. Like you know, like, for retirement. <laughs> yeah. You look to play 18, yeah. And he's, like, trying. And he, well, he whenever, <laughs> whenever he starts, like, getting really riled up and working, like, you can kind of see his face getting red, and, and you're like, oh, man, he's working hard. And he's trying to recapture that like youthfulness and you're like oh geez this is tough but um, anyway directed by John G. Allison yeah he's back again you know John G. Allison as we always talk about our beloved Rocky Five um, <laughs> uh, beloved best one. yeah the, be- the, be- the best Rocky Rocky Five my it's- ring's on the streets <laughs> my ring's outside um, <laughs> such a stupid movie um, I think uh, uh, Allison does a pretty decent job here. I think, like, again, I think, I think does there's some really beautiful, really beautiful shots, oh, really yeah. beautiful imagery. Like, I mean, obviously it's Hawaii, and I think he gets some really nice shots of Hawaii. But I don't think it's. I mean, I've never been to Japan. It, to me, it, it didn't feel like Hawaii. I don't know. To me, it didn't. Like, I've never been to Hawaii or Japan, so I have no experience. So maybe I shouldn't I talk. Let's, let's. I have a funny story. About okay. This. Years ago, uh-huh. I was dating this girl, and her dad was. Very strange guy. Very aggressive. Oh, uh, yeah. Very kind of passive aggressive. Uh-huh. Like, just mean, not a nice guy. Yeah. And we were flipping through channels on the TV, and I saw Karate Kid 2 was on. And I'm like, oh, Karate Kid 2. And her father was, like, big into, like, Japanese culture because oh, he did a lot of business there. Uh-huh. And, like, you know, so he was very big on that. And he was like, what are you watching? I said, Karate Kid 2. And he's like... Is that supposed to be Japan? That is absolutely not Japan. I'm like, what's supposed to be Okinawa? And he's like, it's absolutely not. Like, it's terrible. Like, <laughs> you know what? They filmed that in St. Louis? Like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, ten minutes later, he comes back. He's like, I don't think you understood. Why is Karate Kid 2 still on my TV? Wow. Like, change the channel. Whoa. And I'm like, yikes. Oh, so, good Lord. I didn't think it was that obvious, but, right. you know. But here's the thing. That's, I guess well, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Is like we're not really. I haven't been to Japan myself either, but uh, or Hawaii. But I, I, I don't want to speak from that's true. The perspective as, of, as a of, somebody who's. Of, I mean, I think it's just like I'm not going to sit no, here and do that. As somebody who has no basis for saying this, and a, the common viewer, yeah, I, w- I would have been fooled if I hadn't. Known. 
Right. Yeah. I'm and sure if you're from the from either Hawaii or Japan, you can talk to it more and say, "Yeah, it's not Japan," or "This is clearly Hawaii." Yeah. Um, we none of us at this table no. can speak no. that. But. And to be fair, Cobra Kai, they yeah. go, they go, they to, go to, they go, they go to Okinawa, Okinawa, and Japan. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it's perfectly fine. Do you ever see the Conan thing where? Uh, they travel. They go to Japan. It's one of his travel shows. They go to Japan. They're um, him and uh, Jordan Schlansky, and um, they're having a Japanese meal at this uh, really, you know, whatever. It looks expensive. They're sitting there. They're eating a Japanese meal. And uh, the thing with Jordan Schlansky is he swore for years he thought Karate Kid Part Two was filmed in oh, Okinawa, yeah. and he like truly believed this his for his entire life. I have seen this and clip. Yeah, Conan's like. Okay, well, I have something to reveal to you. And he hands him his phone, and it's a video of Ralph Macchio going, Yeah, that was filmed in Hawaii. Sorry, Jordan. F*** you. And then it, <laughs> and then it just, <laughs> just destroys his world. And Jordan's just like, oh, okay. And uh, Conan's just laughing in his face. But it's very funny. So that's how I know that this was filmed in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a good, it's a good clip, though. I, I, you'd like that, Matt. Yeah. yeah. That uh, but yeah, I think he does a great job as a director. Yeah. Uh, written... By Robert Mark Kamen. Uh, he wrote the last he one wrote, too. Right? He wrote the, the the three. Yeah, um, it's it's a perfectly fine I think story. It's, I think it's it's. Good. I actually think they like. I liked that they don't rush the trip. I mm-hmm. thought like five minutes are in Okinawa, but it's thirty minutes before they even before they even get there. They even yeah. get there. Like, I, do, I was surprised by. They do the build up in L.A. for yeah. a little bit. In California, I should say. And, and I think it works. Yeah, you know I mean, okay. I think it works. And I know, like I I had said um, to you guys off mic. I know I had said some stuff about this guy um, last week about like why he didn't come back for like the next Karate Kid or whatever. I have the answer. It's not what I thought it was. It, we'll, we'll get to it next week. Okay. There is a very interesting... He had an interesting pitch for three. Sure. Sure. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Yeah. Well, your whole thing was you were going on about like female characters and stuff, right? I thought it was something about him not wanting to... Or those false accusations you were throwing around. <laughs> I think I'm, I don't know some exactly what I said. <laughs> I think I said something about him not wanting to have a female character but sure. it's, it's not what that's it not was. the case not okay yeah no i think it's a perfectly fine story and you're right it does take it's like 30 minutes still in california for those it is a little strange to me that like the mom just conveniently isn't there yeah i wish she was in this to some degree like before they go like even if she's just in the first like how 30 in, minutes like in three she's even even if it's even a phone when call they, but like even when they they leave the complex that the karate uh tournament was held at like the mom's not with them, yeah. And I was like, it's neither kind of, is Allie. Yeah, they're waiting. They're waiting exactly. at the restaurant. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. They wouldn't walk out with Miyagi and uh, Daniel, right? Like it's a little strange. But like, I mean, whatever. It's just it's weird to me that they're just conveniently. Well, not Daniel there. had to get a shower. Do you want to talk about that no. scene quick? <laughs> no. Are you sure? Because Ryan, he has a whole thing about the opening scene. No, he loves don't. the boys showering. Do you want to talk about that? No. No? Okay. I made a joke. He texted me. He's like, do we really need to open up on the shower? I was like, yes, we need to. He's like... (laughs) (laughs) You're in agreement then. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Ryan was defending it. I was just kidding. I was kidding. I don't know. He was pretty... It could have been implied. He told me. I don't know. This is what he said. He said, I wanted to defend the underage boy showering. And I said, okay. I mean, that's what you want to do. We can do that. I said, Macho was closer to 30 than he was underage. He was actually not underage. So, you know... But in the context of the movie, he could have shown a little man ass. He was still eighteen. Ahead, like he's still eighteen. But it's the under eighteen. He's eighteen though. We we All found a loophole. It's his eighteenth birthday in the first one, isn't it? They say eighteen. Do they though? I think they do. I don't want to get stuck on this. I'm sorry. I just want. Yeah. 
Well, no, that that's another thing for three. Well, yeah. definitely by three, he's not eighteen. Yeah, yeah. or he is eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Let's move um, on from the shower scene. But I thought it was really well written, and it's a good story, and there's a lot of really good scenes and just really good dialogue. Like Miyagi has funny lines, he mm-hmm. has introspective lines, yeah. he has good scenes, like just honest good scenes, emotional scenes, humor. Like I just thought it's very well written. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, budget. Yeah, thirteen million dollars. Thirteen mil. That's uh, eighty-six money for you. Yeah. Doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, box office. Yeah, hundred thirty million dollars. Really? Nice. This did well, huh? Wow. I, I guess I'm nice. not surprised. I guess I'm not surprised. It's because of the first one. They're yeah. riding the high of the first yeah. one still. It's two years later. They're like, I mean, there's a part two. I gotta see it. I'm really curious to get to these scores, both critic and audience, because I feel like the audience didn't like this. Well, we'll get there in a minute because well, first we'll talk about domestic opening box office. Yeah. Opened with twelve point six million dollars. This was number one for four weeks. Nice. Four weeks. Oh, I guess it's the summer of '86. It's not as. Uh, yep. We wouldn't know. I wasn't there. Were you there? No, no. I was not. You I weren't there. Not. Okay. Um, nope. I forget when you were born. Eighty nine. Eighty nine. You were eighty nine. Credit Kid three. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. You were there for. Oh, you were born during the best movie. Gotcha. I probably was born when Credit Kid three was still. You were not. You were not. Well, it was in theaters. I'm sure, but you were not. It was released before you were born. It was like the month before. Right. Okay. So look, it's uh, eleven days. (laughs) Wow. So this was number one for a month. I guess eighty six wasn't a very exciting summer. No, and for it's it's unique yeah. because it's part of like one of the best movie yeah. years of all time, and that summer and was eighty nine. Well, eighty nine had that stack summer, and we'll right. talk about that next week, right? And three kind of got buried. I have yeah. what three competed against mm. in the weeks, like the release dates of the movies that right. came out around there. It's tough. Ghostbusters two was in there, right? We'll talk about oh, yeah. it. Okay, we'll talk <laughs> about it. We'll talk about we'll it. Talk about oh, it. Uh, but Ron Tomato score critics. Uh-huh. What do we think? I don't think they went for this one as much as they went for the first one. So I'm going to go ahead and give the... You know what I'm going to say, actually? Because I think maybe some of them went for I'm going to say 60%. I was going to say like 73. Rotten at 44%. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, that's kind of shocking. That's kind of surprising. Guess that's, yeah. Yeah. What about audiences? Rotten at 51%. Wow. I, I knew they wouldn't... Here's the thing, though. I'm not surprised by that. Because audience were, were probably going into this thinking, oh, another All-Valley tournament. Daniel's yeah. got to like fight his way through, and he's going to hit some adversity. No, he's, he's gotta, a champion. Yeah, yeah. and it's, yeah. it's not really that. It's not really a continuation. They go to a whole different country in this movie. And the All-Valley tournament There's isn't no tournament. There's no tournament. Yeah. There's no tournament. Yeah. It's a completely different direction, essentially. Um, there's not that think, much... There's a lot of karate, really but there's not much, that much karate. There's really not that much karate. Mm-hmm. And even the final fight... I mean, I guess, I guess it's it's. I thought it was good. I it's like a good it. final fight, and it's it's earned, I guess, to some degree. But it is kind of like more. I, I like the final fight because I think it's a little bit more brutal than the tournament. Yeah. Because like yeah. Chosen's actually trying to kill him. <laughs> he's like literally trying to kill yeah. him, and he's just like he's like I'm gonna kill you, and uh, uh, you can feel the stakes a little bit more in that fight. So, yeah. uh, all right, want to talk about the cast? Let's do it. Let's do it. Starring. Ralph Macchio as Daniel LaRusso, uh-huh. Pat Morita as Mr. Miyagi, Nobu McCarthy as Yuki, Tamlin Tamina as Kumigo, Danny Kamakona as Sato, Yuji Okamoto as Chosen Toguchi, with Martin Cove as John Kreese, and William Zapka as Johnny Lawrence. Very nice. You did a very nice uh, pronunciation of the Japanese actors and names. Yeah. Nicely done with that. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I tried. 
Let's... I want to show respect. Yeah, no, you did a great job. Especially um, with uh, Yuji Okamoto, because I love that dude. <laughs> <That's>, um, yeah. <laughs> Um, I do love that let's thing. just do Martin Cove. Yeah, and, the, 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 uh, Cobra Kai, the Cobra Kai section. We'll just right? do them together. I, I mean, Zapka really doesn't have anything. To do. He gets choked out. <laughs> That's his entire scene. He gets yeah. choked out. It's fine. He gets really great. You can also see he's aged because he's taller. Yeah, and you're like, ah, it doesn't, ah, I don't know. And it's it's kind of funny, but like I think Martin Cove is really good in the scene he's in. Yeah, like, just that small little thing. Is really well done. I like how aggressive he is yeah. just very quickly. Like, he's choking out Johnny, but then when Miyagi comes over, he just wants to start punching him. He's just like, but, and he's like putting his fist through the window and he's got the blood and it's, it's, it's well done. I liked yeah. it. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, yeah I, 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 um, I really like that scene. I think it's a great opener and I really like, um, that we get to see those characters again. Yeah. Right. And I think both performers are, you know, they're good. They're doing the same thing, but they're good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's move on to, uh, Yuji Okamoto has chosen Taguchi. This guy's amazing. This guy's really good. This is a great villain. He is. Yeah. Obviously, I'm going to try not to be biased because he comes back from Cobra Kai. He does. And he just... Dominates. I mean, he steals, he kills he steals the show. Yeah. He's awesome. He, he's he's probably the best character in yeah, the show. Yeah, he's very good here, too. Uh, but in here, yeah, as, as this adversary and, you know, I think he's, he's over the top, mm-hmm. right? But he's he's a, I think he's good over the top. I think he's the right over the top for this age. He's the movie. right over the top for Daniel. Yeah. It really works. Like he's he's just so antagonistic towards Daniel the entire time and Miyagi. But more more Daniel, obviously, like because it's supposed to be Sato and Miyagi and then <laughs> Chosen and Daniel. But like just like how often he goes after him. Like he just yeah. the amount of times he just walks onto like Miyagi's property and is trying to fight him, I'm like what is going on here? Like, this guy just keeps, like, coming back. And I'm like, leave him alone. Like, they, they've already decided the fight is going to be this time. And Chosen just will not accept that. <laughs> and just keeps showing up to try to fight him. And I'm like, what, the, what is going on here? This guy's yeah. nuts. Like, he just, he kind of comes off a little, like, uh, like, a, like a little psychopathic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What I like about him is that he is constantly fighting, like, the respect that he show or watching the him the honor yeah or watching him this movie like not live up to the Miyagi like dough because he does you know he knows Miyagi dough because that's what right. Sato knows and that's what he would know he doesn't live, quite live up to that legacy because you know he's constantly rejecting the honor like mm-hmm. Sato's a bad dude for most of this movie but he owns owns up to his mistakes he owns up to the honor of it he gives Miyagi time to grieve he he puts out for the bet that he lost like and chosen his constantly well he doesn't like, they, they don't really address the pimp stuff but you know <laughs> sorry they don't we'll talk about that we'll talk about that the hooker says very friendly yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what I heard I heard good yeah. things um but like like but chosen is constantly rejecting that right yeah He's con- and then that's why he ends up getting but dishonored up, in the way that he does and it becomes his downfall because even yeah. later on when Sato does become you know um, redeemed redeemed and he's he's you know during that storm he's like chosen get out there and chosen is like no i'm not i'm not doing it yeah. and then what ha- you know what ends up happening they, they rescue the girl everything happens chosen comes back uh and he just runs away because he's just like what the heck man yeah, he's like dishonored, he's, he's man. dishonored he runs away and um, instead of accepting i was at fault here because i he can't accept his mistakes yeah i mean actively mistake. it's like you ruined my life it's like right. what did i do He's like, I just showed up. 
He's like, I'm here for, like, Miyagi, and you've been trying to fight me the entire time. (laughs) Like, it's kind of, like, crazy because he shows up and he's just so antagonistic the whole time. And he doesn't really have a basis for why he's going after Daniel so much. And I don't know. It's 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 a it's a very interesting performance. Though. Yeah, well, I, I think he only knew hate. Yeah, because he. Yeah. you know, I think they imply that Sato raised him more or less. So and Sato was know, angry. And and yeah, he's, Sato at least knew a life before the hatred, but you know, now that's basically what his life is, and that's all Chosen's known. And so that's a very he good just point. knows that like, hey, like we go after these people. You yeah. know, Chosen, like, don't mess with us. Don't insult our honor. So like, maybe, yeah, maybe the mistake is Sato really, for not teaching the honor. That's a really yeah. interesting take because it's kind of like you know it, they always say like you know kids, people aren't born hateful. That's tough. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's and the that's, environment that you grow. It's up the environment in, yeah. you grow up in, and that's kind of what we see with Chosen is you know he's raised in this environment to hate these people. And it has affected his personality to this point where he, where as soon as they show up, he wants to beat them up. And yeah, you're just yeah. like, my God. Well, and also, in this small village. Be, he kind of pretends to be the taxi driver. Yeah. Yeah. To like, and then throws their luggage on the ground. Like, this guy's such an asshole. Yeah. Like, I mean, in this small village, he has money and power yeah. because that's where he was raised yeah. from. Yep. So he, you know, is, is holding it over everybody. Yeah. yeah. I also really love. His entrance at the castle. Yes, he just slides down, and you can see him. In you the, can see him the in the entire background. time, and yeah. he's like back there, and he's like getting on the thing, and she's doing the dance, and then he's just like getting onto the wire. And I'm like, look at this guy; he's a maniac. Really and he cool. just slides down. I'm like, this guy's crazy. It's in really the great cool. yellow and black. Yeah, outfit. in the yellow yeah. and black outfit. It's very funny. I was like, this is fantastic. Like, I love that entrance. I'm like, this is fantastic. But that's such. That's what makes him interesting when he does come back. In Cobra Kai, where he has yes. learned humility and yes. honor, yes, and you know, and has developed as a character, like right. that's what really works, right, with him, and, and why why it is so effective. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that 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 that's what makes him so much better because right. he was this rival of Daniel, so he was he's more he's more dangerous than Johnny ever was. Yeah, Johnny yeah. had lines, right? He and this guy doesn't, right? Yeah. You know. But, you know, it's funny to see him, you know, make that 360 or, or, or oh, yeah. 180 or whatever it is. Right. Um, you know, in in the series. For sure. So, uh, Danny Kamakona as Santo. All right. Uh, why don't you present your pimp theory now? Well, it's not a pimp theory. It's it's a fact. When they, <laughs> it's in my fun facts. It's a fact. When I, it was in my fun facts, I was looking for it. When they arrive at the airport... There's this big sign about Sato's crime, uh-huh. but if you look around it, there's other businesses that he owns, <laughs> and one of them is Sato's Escort. Yes. I mean, he's a pimp. Because he's security. <laughs> no. It's, it's not. not. It's not. It's karate, guys. It's not. So, no. It's Sato's Escort Service. Yeah. It's, yeah. Don't you don't call something an escort service <laughs> and it's not hookers. Yeah, no, it is. Um, oh, here's my, are you the escort service? Yeah, we're like guards. What? What? No. no. I'm looking for women. I was looking yeah. for a hot blonde and some 400 yeah. pound dude. Oh, joke. God almighty. Um, yeah. He's a pimp. I mean, we, there's no way around it. It's what he's doing, you know? like Or he might not guy. be a pimp himself, but he's a pimp to the pimps or something. Like he, No, you know? man. He's running that business. This is one bad dude, man. And... and- and they don't really address that in the redemption arc. Like they don't really. <laughs> no, I wish they did. I wish they call the girls. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, I wish you did. I wish you just gave him a phone call off to the side, and he's like, "Hey, look, I'm out. Like I'm done. I think Shut the escort service down." The the most well written villain, at least up to this point. 
because they actually give him a reason to be pissed off and you know it might not to the viewers no, you it, might not think it, like in Japanese culture it would make sense because it is yeah. about honor and it is about yeah. you know this if this if if you believe if your culture believes in arranged marriage which I believe you know that's in this most v- places is becoming an outdated it's becoming outdated but at this time and it, and when Miyagi was a child in this village that yeah. was the custom yeah right. and if you believe that and not only is the woman not ma- refusing to marry you but your best friend is saying is it making public intentions yeah. that you're that he will marry this girl or he wants to marry this girl then yeah you're gonna be off. You're going to be embarrassed. You're going right. to be upset and dishonored. And he and does truly feel like Miyagi is a coward. Yeah, because running. Okay, fine. Let's fight. And then Miyagi yeah. doesn't want to fight. He leaves. He right. truly mm-hmm. does until the end. Think this guy's a coward. And even when they come to rescue him, like, oh, now you come to fight me when yeah. I'm, you know, on he, that store. Yeah, like, when he, now you come. Thought, you're a coward. Dude, like, I thought you know. that was the craziest response. And then to when that. he saves him. He's almost like, oh my god, like... Like, what did he think was going to happen? He's under this beam, and he's like, oh, now you're here to fight me! And I'm but like, that's, that's your reaction? You know, I'm like, he's here to save you, The whole movie, he's been threatening him, and now Miyagi's got this opportunity that, like, he can easily put him away, but he doesn't. So I think he realizes, like, oh man, like, you know... And also, not only I think that, he, but I look think what this outsider is willing to do to our village. Yeah. He is sacrificing yes. himself for this young girl. Right. Yes. Like, you know... You know what else? I think he got a little scared because Miyagi chopped that beam in half. And I think, oh, so, I think I, yeah, I think Sato was That's like, "My ribs." Yeah, Sato was like, "Oh, okay." Yikes. He was like, "Yeah, I'm not that." Just strong. enough pressure to He's break like, it, yeah, and not break his ribs, not break his ribs. And Sato's <laughs> like, "You know, I've been chopping that beechwood for a while, but this guy, this is different." Like, <laughs> he knew. <laughs> hey, Miyagi, can you chop a tree like that? Never been attacked by a tree. Never been attacked by a tree, but probably uh, could. I was going to mention that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I think this is a really well written villain. Um, and he, like I said, he is kind of just this hateful guy, and he's just walking around so angry for so. To, imagine carrying that anger for as long as Sato has, oh, yeah. and then you know for him to finally be redeemed and understand, like, oh, you're not a coward. I was wrong the entire time. The, the relief he must have felt in that moment of, like, I can finally let this hatred go had to be so, like, yeah. you know. And I it, it, I, I kind of wish they explored a little more. Well, I think that's they why do he... enough. Like, he gets to dance at the castle. That's why he does you know. such a quick... Because you mentioned, you're like, wow, he makes the quickest face turn yeah, yeah, in yeah. history. Wrestling again. Like, yeah. He's this evil guy the whole movie, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna rebuild the village." Oh, he pulls a big show. We're gonna you can have the dance at the castle. At the castle, it's gonna be forever, forever, forever. Yeah, he's forever. I apologize for my actions. You can see to the village. He gets Scrooged. It's a Scrooge thing. It's Scrooge. Yeah, Yeah, except he doesn't get the epic Bill Murray speech at the end of it. Well, I don't mean Scrooge the Bill Murray. I just mean like the Ebenezer Scrooge thing, where like you know he's an. When he goes to bed and by the morning, he's the nicest guy in the world. Yeah, like, yeah. You know? He has one bad dream and he's a nice guy. You know, I think he realized, but I do think, he had, well, I think once that hate is let go, I think he is able to be like, oh, look at him. Oh my God. Like, cause I think what, I think a lot of the choices that he made in life, you know, uh, basically not poisoning the fish, but driving the fish out of the, out of the lake so that they yeah. can't fish anymore. That's nuts. And, and the, and the damage he's done to this village it's like he's doing it out of hate. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then he's like, oh, I'm not just 
And he's also prepared to raise the village entirely. Destroy the whole thing. Destroy it entirely just to, yeah. like, get back at Miyagi if he I, doesn't fight. And I think he realizes, it, like, I might have beef with him. It's not about me or him. It's about the village. Like, when Daniel saves the girl, it's like, this is about the village. It's yeah. not. A, it's about the people. It's not about me or yeah. money or anything else. Yeah. It is about the people. Right. So For sure. That's a great scene. It's a great, it's scene. great scene. Oh, yeah. Tomlin Tomita as Kumiko. Look, we're in agreement here, Ryan and I, at least. I think this is the strongest love interest. I'll be honest. I with think, you. I think Allie and is, I and I Allie really like Allie. Allie is more of a character. Yes, she's more to do. Yes, but I think of the relationship. What is more believable? I actually think his relationship with Kumiko is more believable. I I agree. Mm-hmm. Matt, give us your take. I, it just feels forced. It just feels very... In what ways does it feel forced, though? Forced. Like, oh, you're here because you live here with your aunt. And like, oh, you know, I'm with Miyagi. Like, we're going to be together because they're going to be together. And, oh, you know, we're not going to think that, like, we live two very different lives. And, you know... Mm. Isn't that what the world's all about? Understanding that no matter where you came from, you can still connect with somebody... Even though you're raised differently, you have different lines. Yeah, I mean, that's... Are you shut that, out? That's you, Hollywood You shut talking. in there, man. That's Hollywood You're setting talking. your ways. You're not that's accepting Hollywood the world talking. around us. That's... Now, I'm very accepting, but it's... You know, I just... It feels like the, the only reason they pursued a romantic interest, in my opinion, is to make the stakes higher for when Chosen tries to kill her at the end. But I don't think they had to do that, because I think Daniel's just a good dude, like... He was going to save her regardless, whether it was his love interest or his friend or just like As a we random see in the next movie. But like villager. But, but wouldn't you say that because of you just said Daniel's a good dude? But when you like, wouldn't you say that like that kindness and the goodness that is in Daniel kind of radiates out to people, no matter the culture, and maybe I think that's he's why charming, yeah. and that's why Kumiko was so was kind of sold on him. Like I these guess, these are but... supposed to be like the same aged people. Like, Kumiko and Daniel, same age, around the same age, whatever. Like, I would believe that his charming nature would win this girl over. Would kind of, like, make her interested. And she's probably curious and because, she's, and she's, because he's an outsider. He's a foreigner. But, but the thing is, well, that's the thing. He, it's not even, like, yeah, he's an outsider, he's a foreigner. But, like, she's in this small village. And there isn't really anybody else there. So, like, of course, like, Daniel walks in. Like, Mr. New Jersey Charming doing this whole shtick. Of course, she's kind of, like... Okay, like this guy's kind of interesting. He's around my age, right? Like I don't know, I buy it. I thought it was a good performance and a good character, but I just I didn't think that. The and that's fair. That's fair. That's You're fair. allowed to have your opinion. Yeah, I'm just, I mean, that's I was just, just my opinion. Yeah, I was just surprised by how much it did strike me when I watched the movie because I did not. Like, I, she uh, is super beautiful in this movie too. Yeah, like, yeah, very I, attractive. I did not like, think it would work yeah. the way that it did for me, but it, I really found myself like. Rooting for knowing that he doesn't yeah. end up with her in the end, but like I mean, do, do, Ryan, the tea scene. Do you feel the heat during that I scene? And I, well, I don't. I always like, remember that. Really like intense. that's a stupid scene. But when I watch it again, I'm like, that's actually a really good scene. Like, like just like, the close-ups on their faces and her. But like, also how it ties like, into that typhoon scene and everything. Right? How it like, ties into the typhoon scene and the wind and, just, and the hair blowing. I know. And it's just, but like even like the smallest things in that scene mean so much. Like yeah. when she pulls out. When she pulls the hair, out the clip, her, the clip her from her hair and the hair drops, you're like, whoa, like this is really yeah. intense. Like this is really intense. And it goes in on Daniel's face and he's just, you can see him almost kind of 
falling in love yeah. of what he thinks is love with this girl, right? And that's what's so powerful about that scene. And that's why I think she's one of the better ones because Allie never gets a moment like that, really. Like, when I see the Allie and Daniel relationship, she is more of a character. You're 100% right. But that, to me, comes off more as just, like... A high school relationship. High school, young love. Like, it's kind of, you know, they're, you, you kind of... At the end of the movie, you're like, they're not going to stay together. Like, well, they're they, just kind of crushing on they each don't other, bond, whatever. They don't bond over anything, really, in the movie. There's nothing they bond over. But then with Kumiko Besides and Daniel, and they're bonding. There's, like, real moments. And it really feels like this is, like, Daniel's falling for her and that's yeah. kind, that's my argument at least yeah. as to why she is one of the more relatable what if Cobra Kai started and he's married to Kumiko <laughs> <laughs> like, she's better than the one in the next movie so I'll give her that credit there's no love interest in yeah the there's movie. no love yeah. interest in the next movie I don't so. know if you know that <laughs> <laughs> alright Numu McCarthy as Yuki yeah the, uh, <laughs> the the long lost love interest that we had no idea existed she really doesn't have that much I was going to say, I don't think she really I'm does. Surprised. Yeah, I was like surprised she had such a high like casting call. Because I'm like, she's really not in this. But she seems very sweet. She doesn't have a lot of lines. but she, She's around a lot. She's around. She is around. And her acting, like for not having any lines, is pretty powerful. Yeah. Like, the scene, the tea scene with Miyagi and her. The tea scene with Miyagi yeah, and her. Yeah, or even like when deal. Miyagi comes in and she's taking care of his father. Like, this is your long lost love that you haven't seen in yeah. 50 years. And, like, just the looks she's giving yeah. says everything that you yeah. need to know. That's like, acting so well That's done. really good. Yeah. So How she, she is she, when she, she runs and tells him that he's dying or he oh, wants yeah. to see... Yeah. The dad wants to see both him and Sato. Like, yeah. And she's, you know, out of breath and she's panicked. Like, that's... It's mm-hmm. great. It's great acting. She yeah. really... Yeah. She, she does a lot with very little, I think, is what it is. Yeah. Like, she can... Like, you just said, Matt. She can, like... You can find... You... you piece together everything that's going on just from her looks yeah. and you're like oh yeah she's in love with this guy just from her looks she also smiles a lot in this movie which i think is very funny like every time you see her she's like got this yeah. big smile on her face and i'm like she seems like a very happy person she's for happy not she like, got her guy back well i mean like yeah i guess so like she's happy she got her guy back but i was wondering i'm like was she smiling even before this like <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like, no i don't think she was i think that's why she's smiling so yeah. much in this movie right you know it's the most her uh smile muscles <laughs> have worked <laughs> I don't even know if that's the proper term the proper medical term <laughs> she does not muscles. have a lot of dialogue so. no she has yeah. a nice scene with Daniel where she tells him that yeah. Nagi is so proud of him yes. and yes. Yagi yes. And, you know. no I think she's good uh, Pat Morita as Mr. Miyagi another I good performance uh, no I, I yeah I agree that I think it's one par that not was the last one you know he doesn't have a scene like the scene in the first one the drunk Miyagi scene but uh, he definitely is still there, performance-wise. I guess the equivalent is that beach scene, but he doesn't have a lot of dialogue in that scene. Yeah. But it's how he, him, you know, sh- sh- uh, shedding his emotions with that, with those tears while Daniel is uh, talking to him. Yeah, so many good one-liners too. You know. Yeah, like, he has a lot of introspective lines in this, and he has a lot of um, real like this. Like I said before, this is a Miyagi movie. Very much so. It's not, to me, a Daniel movie. This is a Miyagi movie, and I think he gets a lot of introspective moments. I think he gets a lot of, like you said, funny lines, um, important lines where he's giving life advice. Like, he he gets those moments still, and he gets that beautiful moment where he's crying. But it is kind of, I don't know, it, There's there is something weird about it to me that uh, the wife... <laughs> 
kid are just yeah. never mentioned. Yeah, like, I know. Just, I know. It, it's, I don't know how you two felt about it, but for me, it kind of lingers. And I'm like, are we not even going to mention that? Because that's like, we literally said last week, that was the reason Pat Morita even got the Academy Award nomination was for that scene where he's drunk talking yeah. about them. Yeah. And then in this movie, it's like it doesn't even exist. And I'm like, that's like the most... (laughs) He's not drunk, but like still, I mean, you you shouldn't have to be drunk to talk about your dead wife and kid with your long lost love. True. Right? Like if you're going to have these moments, you probably should talk about that. And it's a little weird that it's just overlooked entirely. uh, Really, for the rest of this franchise. They also make a really big deal, too, about the Medal of Honor. Yeah. And like, they're like... You know, in the pre, like, you know, obviously the preview, you know, the movie starts with these flashbacks to the first one because yeah. we don't live in a streaming world where this movie was constantly available. Right. And, you know, you have to refresh the audience. But, like, the things they highlight I thought were very strange. Right. But then noticing that they do call back to them. But, like, in the, you know, preview, we see the Medal of Honor. And in the beginning of this movie, there's a whole thing about Daniel making the, a box of the Medal of Honor right. and giving to Miyagi. There's no importance to it at all. Like, what's what going we, on? What's, right. Like, there's no so importance. You're brave. Like, no, my heart says I'm brave. This says I'm lucky. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There's it, it's it's there's weird choices in this. It feels like they it feels like they were trying to flesh out Miyagi, but didn't totally know how to do it. Almost. Does that make sense? Like, it until like he got, I think until, until he got to Okinawa. Until he got I think to he's Okinawa. spinning his wheels a little bit. Yes. Because it's like. It is also a little clunky because, and this is, I guess, more story things, but, like, a little clunky that, like, it's, oh, I talked to your mother. You're going to stay with me. Oh, I'm going to Okinawa now. You're not staying with me. Oh, no, you're coming with me to Okinawa now. But I don't really want you to, but you're going to come. Like, well, he doesn't want him to because he knows what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, he knows what's going to happen. He knows he's in for some shit. And then as, but even beyond that. Even and the we, money. Yeah, and the and, money, yeah. and the money, as and, which they really lay into part three with the whole college fund. The college fund thing. Look, yeah. here's the thing. Daniel doesn't want to go to college, okay? He's allowed yes. to make that yeah. choice. He doesn't want to go. It's very clear go. he doesn't want to go. Yeah. He's, he's ready to f***ing, like, run a bonsai shop, and he's just like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Like, he doesn't want to go. It's very clear he doesn't want to go. But, like... I don't want to go to college. Like he's this man is screaming, I don't want to go to college without saying it. <laughs> but like <laughs> but like I do I, I just uh I don't know. I think I, I think the Miyagi stuff is it's really well done and he's spinning his wheels a little bit in California, but it's a little it's a little messy for me. It's a little messy. But I think the performance is phenomenal still yeah. and on par with the first movie. Some of the great lines of Miyagi in this movie. Never been attacked by tree. Yeah. No be there. No be there is great. First rule Miyagi karate. Karate for defense only. Rule number two. First learn rule number one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love the family dojo. I think yeah. that's really awesome. Yeah. The whole story about Shimpo uh, Sensei. Oh yeah, yeah, how he ended up and, in China. You know, yeah. he loves the fish, loves the sake. Yeah, one day the fish don't bite. Too much wind, too much, too much sake. sake. None of the fish off of China. <laughs> Comes back ten years later. Chinese wife, two kids, and karate. <laughs> I love the you know. How am I going to break the ice? Do kata? What are you going to do? Pray? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or even just the scene, the the ice breaking scene. Where Daniel's getting really nervous, and he's like, oh my god, Mr. Miyagi, thank god. He's like, don't worry, Daniel son. I will fix everything. Yes. What are the odds? Yes. <laughs> $600! <laughs> yeah. 
It's insane. So, yeah, he's really good. Yeah. Uh, and finally, Ralph Macchio as Daniel LaRusso. It's a perfectly fine performance. Um, I think it's. I actually think it's better. I think it's a better performance. I do too. I think it's. I think he's not doing that rocky. He's not doing a rocky. He drops thing. a stick. Yeah. Well, I think again because I think stop he has playing to. the tuba. And, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They didn't ask me to come back for part two. I don't know why. All I asked for was like two tuba solos. <laughs> he's good, and I like that. Like his character. He grows. He's learning about Okinawa. Literally grows. He's taller. He understands, (laughs) you know... It explains like how he knows the things because it's like oh my god this kid's yeah, well, got a lot of random knowledge. They're using him like, to teach the audience yeah. about Okinawan history yeah. because yeah. obviously America is not going to know anything about Okinawan history. Yeah. yeah, and I found a lot of the stuff they actually covered to be pretty interesting. Right, yeah. you know, um, yeah. and I think that using him as that way in that book as a way to like why does he know what he knows and how is he learning and teaching yep. us like that right. that's always the challenge is. Yeah. When you have a topic or, you know, a movie about a topic or in a, in a setting that people may not be familiar with, mm-hmm. you need to find a way to, you know, make the make the audience, the general audience familiar with this idea. Whether it's real history like Okinawan history or it's something like even Marvel movies with the idea of, we talked about this with that, with like the idea of superheroes and all that stuff. You have to inter- integrate an audience into this world, and right. I think using him as a way to do that really worked. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. I feel like they wrote Daniel with uh, more like he's grown up, right? Like he's grown, he's more grown up. He's kind of walked away from this tournament. He's a winner. He's grown literally. He's taller. It's been two years, but I think it's 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 interesting how he integrates himself into the culture and how he kind of. Uh, finds himself even in Okinawa. Like, he grows even more in Okinawa, and he becomes yeah. more of, like, a young man, like, who's about to go out into the world. And, uh, you know, I think they undo some of that next week uh, quite a yeah. bit. But, like, I, I would have been okay if they just stopped Karate Kid after this movie because I'm like, he's probably exactly where he needs to be now. Well, yeah. I think Daniel is, Daniel is the constant student or he works best as the constant student right yeah as we and i think you know they use him as we all are i think a lot of times in movies like somebody becomes knowledgeable with something and they just become an expert at it yeah and in here like he's not an expert mm-hmm. in karate like he won a tournament he's a tournament he's a karate champion but he's not a karate expert he's far from it yeah and putting him in okinawa and having him learn more again about this culture about uh, more about this karate and these different this different type of karate and right. the, and all this stuff, um, I think really works. And I think like even again, you know, I have to go back to it, but again, even in Cobra Kai, it works when you know his character development leads to him learn, you know, learning more about how to right. be an adult, how to do this, and yep. right. be a parent, and all this stuff. Like he works best when he is constantly put in a position where he has to learn, where he has and to a, grow, and, a, and adapt and grow. Right. And and I think that that's what works. And I think. Again, not to go ahead to next week, but I think next week that's part of the problem is because he doesn't really grow or learn in that movie. Is he? He's really kind of going backwards. His appetite's growing for macaroni and cheese. Yeah, macaroni and cheese. I what I said is he came back from Japan eating too much sushi. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, he's like, give me some carbs, baby. Yeah, he was he was indulging. Um, But yeah, no, it's it's a perfect, it's a great performance though. That's what I want to say. I I don't have much to say. I really like I really really like him. It's good. I think he's really cares me. I think also too. I think the they knew Robert Mark Cayman, maybe, 
uh, I feel like, understood the character as played by Ralph Macchio now. It wasn't like a, he wrote a character, Daniel Weber or whatever, and then on the fly they were able to adapt right. to Macchio's performance. It seems like they wrote this character knowing what Macchio was going to bring to this role sure. in this movie. And I think that, that that's what works. Right. Not Ralph Macchio channeling Sylvester Stallone. No, yes, no, yeah, exactly. Actual ra- exactly. Ralph Macchio. I have a synopsis for you guys. Give it to me. Let's hear it. Uh, when Mr. Miyagi learns that his father is dying, he returns home to Okinawa with Daniel by his side, but finds the mistakes of his past waiting for him. It's good. It's a good story. Good. We talked about the story. It's perfectly great. Yeah. Uh, what are your opinions on the film? Um, I think this is a really underrated Karate Kid movie, yes. truly. Like, I think this is probably, as we kind of spoke, it's forgotten quite a yep. bit. And as you guys have said, it's kind of even overlooked a little bit in Cobra Kai, too. Like, it doesn't right. get a lot of love. Um, I mean, I think, it, I think, it gets love, but not as much as, like, one or three. Do. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish uh, this movie did get more love, because I think this is a pretty worthy sequel to the first movie. I think it's a good direction to go. Again, it's a little sloppy here and there with some yeah. of the details they decide to drop and cut from the first yeah. movie and, and bring yeah. into this movie. But like The wife and kid thing th- is huge. It's, That's it's, the such, a, it's such a big... Yeah. Like, and it's, it's, one, it's one line. It's, they're it hoping you have a short memory. and Yeah, like, like yeah, it yeah, kind of yeah. it it looms over the movie a little bit where you're it, like, it's not even mentioned? Here's my pitch that I had. It doesn't work completely, but I think the three of us could probably fix it. Yeah. My idea would have been, would this movie work better if instead of a long-lost love, it was his sister? That's interesting. Yuki was his sister. Yeah. And like, he abandoned his family. Yeah, that's interesting. Versus... Versus his long-lost long love. love. And that way, you don't... He doesn't mention the wife and kid, it's okay. Right. Because it's not like he's falling in love with somebody. It's not. And why is Sato well, that's, so mad? That's the, like that's that's the problem. Yeah. You have to figure out why Sato... Is so angry. Well, then you can kind of maybe you can mix in Sato wanting to marry the sister somehow, yeah, but maybe and Miyagi didn't like that, and, and so then, he left. Yeah, and maybe he cha- like yeah. Sato was like, I can't. There's marry a way her. around. There's it. a way around, around it. it, and I don't think um, the long lost love way was the way to go. But regardless of that, I I do think this is a really really solid movie, and I think it has some really great moments in it. I think there's some really awesome uh, like Karate Kid. Uh, like scenes, like I mean the the bar scene, chopping of the ice. It's so cool. It's it really is. cool. It's and really the music's cool. great. Yeah, the music's <laughs> great. There's beautiful moments between with Miyagi and Yuki, um, with Miyagi and Daniel, and with Daniel and Kumiko. Um, and then there's just there's there's a really solid fight to end the movie. Like I like yeah. the chosen fight. I think it's really I good. Too, yeah. I think it's really well done. Um, and I think all of that really works. And I think that this kind of makes the case. That it is a really good sequel. Yeah. Um, again, it's a step down from the first, but it's a really, really solid sequel. But I like that it's not the same thing, right? I like that it's, it's not different. a tournament. Yeah. It it's, goes somewhere oh, yeah. else. And that's what we've talked about with this yeah, franchise podcast, grows. is that the idea of it is not just so many times it's let's do the same. I mean, hell, three is one. Yeah. Right? Three, three is, is one. essentially one. Right. You know, but with that, Daniel LaRusso growing backwards. Yeah. yeah. And it's like we yes. is yeah, and macaroni and cheese. And macaroni and cheese. You know, <laughs> but growing backwards physically. Yeah, yeah. That's, true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But yeah. um, but no, I I think like because it, it I respect it for doing something different yeah. and trying something different and and kind of shifting the focus to Miyagi more. Yeah, I, I like I really responded to that. Mm-hmm. 
and I think it angered fans though too because they wanted just an all another another all. Yeah, well, I think I think they wanted a buddy movie I with think Daniel. They and, to make a bit of it. Mm. Yeah, I think they wanted a buddy movie with Daniel Miyagi. Yeah, because they're really not together that much yep. once they're in Okinawa. Mm-hmm. Literally, the point that like they're separated. Miyagi's lot. offering to take him on a trip to the store, and Daniel's like, "Oh, I'm going on my own." I'm doing my own thing. Yeah, like, I'm Kumiko. Yeah. yeah. Which isn't a problem. No, but, it's not, but it's literally like, oh, I want to see them interacting. I want to see Miyagi show him Okinawa. And yeah. This t- and it's like, no, we're... Yeah. Mr. Miyagi gives his wisest advice. Never keep a lady waiting. Yeah. That's it. Uh, all right. Uh, what you, what uh, rating would you give this movie? This is three stars for me. I, w- I was going to go three and a half. I, I really like it. Yeah. It's, it's very good. It's very underrated. This was the one... You know, rewatching these movies that I was most excited to rewatch because I was you like, I know it's it. good, right? But I always forget like how good it is, how good it really is. And I was, you know, when the first one I was kind of like, eh, it's really good, but it's not quite what I thought it was. This one was better than I remembered. So, you know, I was still between three and a half and four, but you know, it's a very solid three and a half. Yes, I almost went four, but I think I am going to go three and a half. Yeah, really? Yeah. Okay, cool. You almost went four. I almost went four. I really like wow, this movie. I, I did too. I re I really really like I re, I uh, think I really respect that it's different. Yeah. I really re, I really like. They didn't try what, to do the same thing. Yeah, and in the second movie, sure. it's such a character. There's I mean, the first so many a new characters. Movie. Right. Yeah. It's it, but it feels good, and you're intrigued. Okay. It's a little nice. it's a little slow. The pacing's off a little bit. I think that was hurting me too. I think it's a little clunkier yeah, with the is. pacing, and again, just. I don't know. The 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 wife and kid thing just loomed over the no, movie I, for me a lot, and yeah. I was like, I just want a mention of it, and I think that kind of hurt it for me too. Yeah. But overall, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, uniqueness, what stands out to you in this movie? Uh, not mentioning Miyaki's dead wife and kid. Uh, um, that's that's very unique. You know what stands out to me is the is the cast. The cast stands out. For is sure. the um you know Asian cast yeah. right? Is this collection of. Japanese cast? Well, I don't know. I I don't, oh, know, don't know if the act, I don't know if the actors are Japanese. I feel, what you're, I feel or not. what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know. That's why I'm saying Asian. I know it's Okinawan, but I don't. I don't know what um, where they're from. I think it is this almost all Asian cast besides Machio. I mean, yeah, yeah. Besides Machio, it is essentially that. <clears throat> and don't forget the mailman. <laughs> that's such a strange that, isn't that weird what a weird <laughs> like, yeah. yeah oh you oh, think I can bring my wife around to check it out what day like. Oh, another my time, mailman baby. does not deliver the mail. Like nice shirt. I'm gonna bring my wife over later. We're gonna barbecue. <laughs> like, yeah, the no. mailman stuff is weird. I don't that know. Weird. Mailmen back there were, were strange. You know what I mean? <laughs> that like, was they, really you know, weird. Yeah, yeah. Mailman back. It feels then like were, in three they should like come back and like the mailman's living and Miyagi's barbecuing. Well, I saw you guys weren't here, so I figured, hey, yeah, for the hell? barbecue. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. Um, yeah, no, I I think also unique the change of location yes. to Hawaii. But quote unquote Okinawa. Mm-hmm. Story wise, Okinawa. Story wise, Okinawa. Real life, Hawaii. Real life yeah. Hawaii. I like that the stakes are just so much higher. Yeah, it's true. The stakes it's are higher. It's not like a anymore. Yeah. It's not like bullying. It's, you know, he tells them on the plane, like, oh, did your dad ever referee? Like, we don't need a referee. Well, how do you know who wins? Well, the one who's dead isn't the yeah. winner. Even though yeah, Daniel, like, the one thing you always pointed out to me in this movie is that even though Daniel's in a life and death fight, he doesn't scream that he's scared or needs help. Like, no, yeah. but we'll get there because, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, he can fight for his life, but put him in a tournament with Mike Barnes, and I'm scared for my life, but I'm afraid of him, okay? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Still on comes back. Yeah, okay. You're afraid You're um, afraid of Mike Barnes? 
the bad boy of crony, baby. He's the bad boy of crony. <laughs> you fought Chosen in the last movie for your life. And Mike Barnes bullies you a little bit. I'm afraid of him, okay? I'm worried. He I scares can't wait me. to talk about this. <laughs> Mike Barnes scares me. This okay. Is gonna be great. I'm sure. afraid of Snake. Uh, does this? I just twist. want some macaroni and cheese, Mr. Miyagi. Okay. Sure. Sure. Somebody get Daniel some macaroni and cheese. You go to macaroni and cheese grill afterwards. Um, <laughs> does this bring anything new? Uh, oh, yeah. New love interest. Um, more of a shift in focus story-wise to Miyagi. New um, cast. New cast, new location, everything we kind of been talking about. Yeah. yeah. More backstory on yeah. Miyagi, though. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is the best scene in this movie? Man, oh, man. Um, I kind of... I, I don't know. There's scenes that stand out to me. Like, the bar scene really stands out to me, obviously. Uh, and I think that's probably the most memorable for yeah. everyone like i think that's kind of the memorable scene for everybody um but i'm gonna go with the non-karate scene uh entirely i i really i i just love the daniel and kumiko scene. scene i don't know what it is i just really like it i think it's just really well done it's really well shot and i think it really shows the connection these two characters are having and i just really enjoyed it but um the runner-up for me is the bar scene and uh the chosen fight at the end I really what about the it. opening too that's a standout scene well that for you that's your no scene. not the shower the, the outside the <laughs> tournament uh, i'm sorry um yes that too matt what's your what's the best scene um either the typhoon or the, the typhoon bar. the typhoon is really good too the typhoon's really good yeah but personally the bar scene just i mean yeah. when miyagi comes in like i will fix everything <laughs> what are the odds give me 600 on this guy yeah yeah i really like the bar scene because it does establish like daniel's training and how how well he does and yeah. Um, you know, his confidence kind of, but also not really, where he's like, oh, the guy's standing wrong. But then once it's put on him, it's right. like, oh, I don't know, you know. Right. So, um, yeah. I gotta go with it. I gotta go with the bar scene. Yeah. And just the idea of them breaking ice is fun. Breaking ice! So, just breaking ice! I love ice. the other guy in that scene. He was in Walker, Texas Ranger. Yes, he was. He was I wanted to mention he that. Also, he was in, he was um, in Matlock. Matlock, yeah. He was in he Matlock was. and Walker, Texas Ranger. Yeah. I grew up watching Walker, Texas Ranger. I had like a yeah. phase where I loved it. And uh, he plays his partner in yep. that show. Um, He's Clarence really Gilliard Jr. Yep. He plays He's uh, his partner. I don't. Long, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, 2022, I think. Yeah. I don't remember what the character's name is on the show, but he plays his, uh, Chuck Norris' partner on that show, and it's very well done, and yeah. he's really good. There's also, when we get to um, casting, there's also a very famous actor that makes a one-scene appearance in this movie, too. Oh, it's really? like a very early role, yeah. Oh, nice, cool. We'll talk about that. Nice. Um, connectivity, how does this fit in with the rest of the franchise? It's a conti- it's a direct continuation. It's a straight one. continuation. I mean, they they are literally walking out of the complex in the first one. I mean, literally from the Doesn't showers. Any more direct to them. From the showers to the parking lot, we see it all. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> but like I, I it literally does that, and then it goes right into the summer. Or is it the summer still? It's, no, well, it, the, so the tournament's in December, right? And then it goes to the summer. It goes six to the later. six months six later. later. Yes. Um, still be June. Yes, because yeah. I guess it's I been my whole summer in Fresno. Yes, yeah. I forgot because Daniel pulls up in the car and he's got the prom suit on. He's like, "Oh, Allie dumped me." Yeah, and it's kind of like right. So it goes right into the summer then, and uh, it's well done. And it's a direct connect continuation. Yeah. We don't. What I like too is that it does that six month time jump. We yeah. don't need. Those no. six months. No, we no, don't no. need to see him in school with the private. I love that they just jump right to summer. Yeah. Is this a worthy continuation of the franchise? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. 
All right, I got some casting and some fun facts here for you. I don't have too much with this one. Cool. Um, casting. B.D. Wong is featured in Whoa. the film as the boy who invites Daniel and Kumago to a dance club. That's really cool. B.D. Wong, young B.D. Wong that we will talk about again. Uh, in Jurassic Park. Jura- I was going to say, namely Jurassic Park uh, slash World. Yeah. Nobody really cares about the world, but uh, <laughs> you know, we get to talk about him again in Jurassic Park. Uh, one of my favorite films of all time. Mm-hmm. So that'll be exciting. Uh, but yeah, very interesting that he was he's in there. Um, Elizabeth Shue was set to have a minor role in the film depicting Allie's breakup with Daniel, but the writers scrapped the scene. That's fine. We don't need to see the breakup. We don't need it. Uh, fun facts. Continuing the trend from uh, last week. Mm-hmm. Glory Love was written for Rocky IV. <laughs> <laughs> oh. As, uh, as someone uh, was the course. best around. Of course it was. Uh, was passed over and used in this film instead. Uh-huh. Um, based off the signs in the background, Sato also owns an escort service. Yes, he does. Yes. Yes, he does. Uh, Chosen. Security service. Chosen is the only villain in the series to land a hit on Miyagi. Wow. He hits, him, a, with, he hits yeah. him with the back of the spear. He hits him with the, yeah, he kind of yeah. takes the spear. And that's, and that's kind of a cheap shot, too. It is. Yeah. It is. Uh, when Daniel and Kumago are in the club, the song Rock Around the Clock is played, which is the theme song to Happy Days, which feature Pat Morita in yeah. a recurring role. Nice. Yep. Rock Around the Clock kind of became a, a hit on its own, too. Yeah. Um, I just want to say very quickly. Followed up by uh, Earth Angel from Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Well, I know yes. it, wasn't, it wasn't made for that. Yes, but, yes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I also just want to point out that that dance scene, the thing, okay, here's something that I'll just kind of bother me a little bit. Daniel kind of, this is kind of going back to, like, the Dom Toretto problem where he can do anything. Like, we've dance. never seen him dance like that. And he's, like, this incredible dancer. And I'm like, oh, man. I believe his reasoning, though. Yeah. I believe. Okay. My mom made me dance with yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and don't they, know. And, they that, have and you learn later did. on in Next Karate Kid that Miyagi knew how to dance. Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe there's okay. a little crossover maybe, maybe there. Okay, maybe I'm getting a little picky, but I, I don't know. I saw him dance, I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's like Dom Toretto. Well, whatever. I think he like, knew he that do specific old-style dance. Yeah, That's yeah. why, yeah. yeah. He's very good at it. He's great. Okay. Yeah. Um, according to Martin Cove, the blood on his hands was real due to the, an accident on set. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, the opening shower scene and parking lot scene were written for the first Karate Kid, uh, and there were rumors mm. for a long time. I remember you telling me this. Yeah. The scenes were shot for the first movie and just placed in the second, they but they were not. They were not shot until the filming for the second movie. But they were originally written as the ending of the first movie, taken out of the script and put the shower the, scene, the shower scene, and the parking lot scene. It's going to end the movie. No, oh, the parking oh. lot scene would have ended the movie. Gotcha. Okay. Sorry. I'm but sorry. they would have featured the shower scene as like a cool transition. Gotcha. Into it's a very cool transition. The, the parking lot scene. It's not cool. At all. I'm just gonna keep hammering about this because it's it's clearly irking him. That's why I'm doing it. Uh, <laughs> all right, that's all I got. Oh, oh wow! All, I told wow. you I that's very quick. I have a lot more for next week. Can't wait. <laughs> a lot more. Oh, I, oh, dude, I can imagine. We got a lot to talk about next yes. week. Yes. Um, let's let's keep it going then. Future of the franchise. Should there have been a sequel to this? No, no, no. I, I actually think Karate Kid probably should have ended here. To be honest yeah. with you, and I mean, there's a part of me though that's like. But if it ends at part two, do we even get Cobra Kai? That's the thing. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Do we and even get that? Yeah. And yeah. I don't think we do. So it's kind of like, I think I don't. I think it should have stopped here. But in a way, it's kind of like I'm kind of glad we got three because we end up getting Cobra Kai and the direction they go with that. So I don't know. But for me, right now, no. I kind of wish it stopped here. Yeah. 
Uh, what do you want to see in the future? Uh, if they had to make a three, what if would they you? had to make a if three. they were making a three, and it's this not is what kind we got. of where we can pitch. Yeah, if it's not what we got, um, look, I I don't necessarily think that like Daniel having to defend the championship is like the wrong direction mm-hmm. necessarily. They I go about it but, the wrong way, but they go about it the wrong way, and I actually think it would have been better. Also, maybe if Daniel lost at the end of three and learned a lesson in like humility and that losing is okay too at certain moments. I actually think maybe that could have been the direction of three. Like he trained – even if you work really hard, sometimes you lose. And I know maybe that's like a sour note to like end the movie on. But like I don't know. I think there's kind of a lesson. Do you bring lesson. Johnny back and have Johnny be more humble? I think there's a lesson I would there. have had because three, as we'll talk about, is all about kind of Daniel – Joining the dark side a little bit. Yeah. I would have had Daniel join up with the Cobra Kai's. Miyagi needs to teach him a lesson. Bring in Johnny Lawrence. Take that evil out of Johnny. Make him good. Take the good from Daniel. You make just him pitched evil. a season of Cobra Kai. Well, basically, <laughs> did. Yes. Yeah, she did. That's literally yeah. what they do with Cobra Kai. Yeah. yeah. Basically, more or less. Yeah. But it would have been better than what we got. Yeah. Do you have a pitch for part three? What would you have wanted to see? I, I don't know. I like the idea of this... There was, there was an interesting idea of this tension between Daniel and Miyagi that Daniel doesn't fully understand that sure. why Miyagi let him compete in the tournament in the first place. Yes. That it wasn't it wasn't to win the tournament. That never mattered. Yeah. It's it's about, you know, teaching honor and it's about um teaching um, you know, like you said, humility and all this stuff mm-hmm. and understanding and defense and, and finding peace and that's what karate's about not winning tournaments and i think right. like a natural tension without any outside interference and bonsai tree thefts and you know <laughs> terry silver terry silver coke seducing <laughs> don't talk about my terry silver that like yeah just a natural tension between the two of them growing over this do i don't i compete in the tournament correct and how that Messes with Miyagi, how messes with Daniel, how they both kind of can maybe come to the conclusion that maybe they're both wrong in ways and maybe both right in ways. Yep. That because Miyagi is so set in his ways. Yes. In three, when we get there, we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. That like that is kind of a downfall. That like it kind of affects would, the relationship. If he would communicate with Daniel his intentions mm-hmm. and his beliefs, then the problems wouldn't have so really been there. <laughs> This isn't a Karate Kid Part 3 podcast. But what I will say is that I, I think the way 3 is written is almost like Miyagi's not necessarily doing anything wrong. Like it almost feels like they're writing it around like Daniel's kind of wrong and Miyagi doesn't have to communicate. And I'm like, that's not exactly the message you should be putting out there. It should put yeah. it out there that Miyagi needs to communicate more. Yeah. And it feels like they kind of write it like Miyagi's not wrong and Daniel's yeah. wrong. And I don't love that because Miyagi's... Like I'll just say he's he's kind of a dick next week, yeah. And I don't love that. And there, this is all problems for next week, and we'll talk about that. But like, yeah, I see what you're saying, but I don't want to get off. No, track and here. I think that I think the idea is of tension between the two of them yes. in the tournament. I think that's an interesting idea. Yes, but it's yeah, it's it's writing something around that. There it's, you go. Yeah. Um, what franchise though would you add to the franchise? Oh jeez. Um, maybe like a young Willem Dafoe. He could be a good villain. Terry Silver. Thomas Ian <laughs> Griffin. Coming. T- Terry Silver. 
I don't know. I don't have anybody. Okay, cool. Who would you? Who would you? I'm trying to think of somebody from the '80s that could be like a different, bigger name, Mike Barnes. A bigger name, Mike Barnes. Yeah. Okay, that's a really interesting. Um, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> How old was Willem Dafoe? He was young, dude. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's younger in the '80s than you think. Like maybe that. I don't know. Like maybe. Uh, I mean, but you have to remember too that they were kind of just casting anybody to play younger people, dude. Your pick from last week, Tom Cruise would be a good Mike Barnes. Mm. Tom Cruise would be a really good Mike Barnes. How about this name? River Phoenix. Mm. Does that work? That's an interesting That's a name we don't throw around here often. Does River Phoenix work? Trying to look up Young Biff from Back to the Future. (laughs) (laughs) That's a name we don't throw around ever. Young Biff from Back to the Future. Rob Lowe? If you don't, we can just. (laughs) Yes. John Cusack. Okay, great. Awesome. It's I an, like that an, That's an interesting choice. idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, because Ian wants to uh, say anything. He plays like a one, an MM, MMA wannabe fighter or yes. whatever. Yes. So it makes sense. And he holds a boombox yeah. over his head. Yep. Playing that song. Yep. Yes, I don't remember, what song is it? In Your Eyes by oh. Peter Gabriel. Ah. I wow. knew you would know that. Yeah, yeah. You knew that right off the top of your head. Absolutely. Say anything. Well, I guess now we got to rank some movies. Yeah. Uh, we have two movies. This is easy. It's so hard. Very easy. Uh, number two. The Karate Kid Karate Part Kid 2. two. Number one. <laughs> the Karate, Karate Kid. Kid. <laughs> Number one's Karate Kid 3, and we're not even there yet. Yeah. yeah. All right. Is there anything else we want to say? Anything else we want to throw out there about Karate Kid 2? Look, I... Uh, want to highlight, talk about... I'm, I'll just say this. I This movie needs a reappraisal. That's what I'm going to say. I think this movie really needs a reappraisal. I think people should go back, and I think people should watch this one more, because I, I really think it's a really, really good movie. And, you know, I, I wanted to kind of use go into this episode and really like push that and say this is a great movie it is really good and it's a great companion and it's a great companion it matches up so well in the way that when we did Scream that we were like oh when in early Scream we were like oh the companion piece of Scream 1 and Scream 2 is really really solid and I would watch those movies back to back it's kind of the same case here for me like I would watch one and two back to back right into each other because I think they are really it's a it's a great companion piece and it really they flow into each other so well it's like you know you should watch this one right after the first one yeah. so I, I I think it's just a really really worthy sequel and I hope more people go back and watch it truly yeah, yeah. anything first watch Karate Kid one then watch Karate Kid two I, I try <laughs> to make a weird me out joke it. there I love it again like man I think you put it perfectly is that like you forget how good the movie is until you watch the movie again. Oh, yeah. Like, like going into this, I was a little nervous. Like, oh, Karate Kid 2. I'm thinking, like, the beach scene. Yeah. I'm thinking, like, you know, like, them running on the beach and Glory Love and all this stuff. And I'm like, like, that's cool, but I'm like, oh, it's slow. I'm thinking, like, slow. I'm thinking, you know, not not as, you know, not as uh, quick, yep. well-paced, not as whatever. And I'm like, oh, man, it's going to be a little bit of a slog. But I was, you know, I was really engaged with the movie and really impressed by like how it was how well well how well it was and, yeah. like i like yeah. you, like i just you just forget like it's not a forgettable movie but i think because again because of everything going on around this franchise mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah two's really good and like people love one and you know yeah. praise one and it has this legacy but it's like oh yeah two's really good too two's though. really Absolutely. good too two's right. really good so, all right, my friend, you want to bring us out? Yeah, I'll bring us out. All right, thank you for listening. Thank you to Tony, and we appreciate everybody for their support. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Pod and Threads. 
We have a thread. We're now. threading, baby. We're, <laughs> we're threading, baby. Um, I officially uh, posted on there recently uh, for the first time. So we're aging ourselves. Uh, but like, I officially posted one of our episodes on there. So we're uh, we're going. We're going. We're threading. I don't even um, know what that is. So it's uh, it must be old. You know what, Matt? Yes, you are. Don't even tell him. Don't even uh, tell him. You, <laughs> doesn't matter. You can see all. <laughs> You can see all of our rankings on Letterboxd. Uh, just search Franchise Me, one word. And you can send us an email, franchisemepod at gmail.com. Sorry we're not on TikTok. <laughs> Give us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Give us your I feedback so we can TikTok. get better each week. Uh, and make sure you check out our bonus series, A Year in Franchises, uh, where we just cover uh, all the franchise movies in a year. Well, come back next week for macaroni and cheese, baby, as we discuss The Karate Kid Part 3. Terry Silver's on coke, baby!